This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Freest fan listeners? And welcome to episode 58 of the Radio Freest Von Podcast, a Warhammer Horse Heresy, Warhammer 3K Horse Heresy podcast. My name is Michael. I have my, I have two co-hosts today. Uh, we got beautiful, beautiful Scott right here in front of me. Go and say what's going on, Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. And Mr. Ryan Kimmel himself. Hi guys, <laughs> the beard Notice somehow I'm not evolved. Lovely, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> we got Michael, sexy, sexual Scott Shut here, up. and Ryan. <laughs> a lot of sexual energy coming through this this microphone. Very hard to focus right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got a good episode for you guys today. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm pretty stoked. We got some. This is, what, this is what we're looking at. So we got the normal intro we're going to go through. We're going to talk about some stuff we did during the week that's probably not going to be hobby-related. Uh, then we're going to go through some hobby progress, some voicemails you guys sent in, which, once again, if you want to send in your own voicemail, 209-RFI-30K0. An unsolicited shout-out from Ryan to tell you some stuff to buy. And uh, then we have a list that was sent in back... Back on the list train, uh, it's a Word Bearers 2,500-point Demon Ally list that has a... Does it have the D-Thurster in it? Is there a D-Thurster, or is it just a normal Thurster? No, it's a D-Thurster. Yeah, it was, so thirsting, it's... Thirsting for the D. That's right. That's what he's doing. <laughs> so the nastiest of all the Thursters is in the list, and that was made for one of our longtime listeners and Patreon supporters, Mr. Dan Porter, the... Uh, the man who found himself high on <laughs> high on some sort of hallucinogen inside Lake Geneva. So if I if I had to come up with a term to describe Dan Porter, it would be a coxman. He's probably a coxman, if I had to guess. <laughs> that guy fucks. That guy fucks for sure. <laughs> sir, Sir Coxman. <laughs> He's knighted, like knighted Mr. Coxman. Are those your so, Ray-Bans? Those are Wayfarers. I have another pair up there. You can have them. Oh, nice. Oh, man. So... <laughs> Get hats. You want to wear hats? Yeah, let's wear hats. Let's wear hats. So for those of y'all listening right now, uh, so I'm lonely in my studio, but it looks like Ryan and Scott are... Oh, that's a top hat. That's not just a normal hat. <laughs> <laughs> looks like the Monopoly guy right it. now. <laughs> Who's that? So, uh, it's going to cost you some shekels to park on old Boardwalk Avenue, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that so was, uh, y'all... they bought this hat for me when I was the only one with heresy models, and I called plastic Marines poor people Marines as a joke. And I'd be like, ah, you peasants and your poor people Marines. <laughs> and people were laughing. So they bought me a, man- a monocle and a top hat and a cane, my game yep. club guys. So that's what that hat's for. If, if our, uh, <laughs> 
Our Patreon supporters are wondering when they're going to start getting their investment back. Boom. Check it out. <laughs> investment it just pay for itself. My Freddie gave me this hat. It says hashtag multibombing. And it's got the little hashtag multibombing. Think, yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of speaking of badass swag, dude. So this morning, because uh, aprons come in Monday, and I cannot stress how, how proud I am of the apron idea Scott threw out there. Good, good job, Scott. Like, you just you changed the whole game without even trying with your apron. Uh, Mostly so it was just you guys chastising me for having an apron. <laughs> <laughs> it degraded me for that idea, but it's fine. But. That's uh, that's how things usually work. Like you get chastised and degraded and hate on <laughs> until we accept the idea and then sell it as our own. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so for the longest time, I've been trying to like, figure out like, well, well, since I ordered the aprons, which was last week, uh, I've been trying to figure out like what needs to go on them. And so, obviously, our logo. We had to put our logo somewhere on there. And so I was like, okay, because I'm getting my mom to vinyl cut all this shit because that's her thing right now. That's what she's into right now. My mom goes through <laughs> hobbies like I do, but this is her thing this year. So I was like, let me take advantage of that. Let me get on that nice. cricket she's got going on there. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, what can I put here? And so we were talking in the Patreon chat. We were like, oh, yeah, we can do uh, uh, RFI splatter shield and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to have our logo. And it's just gonna say six plus save because, <laughs> like, you know, nice. How, nice. how dope is that? So smart, man. So yeah, that's why you're we in charge. Of... <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. So we'll have uh, RFI aprons next week, and <clears throat> what I'm hoping we can do is just somehow find a way. Like we're gonna have ten next week, just out the gate. Ten fucking aprons. We just gotta figure out some way to give those away. And give those out to people. So I'm excited. Wow. Not as excited as y'all guys, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't win an apron. Why would I be excited? I don't get any fucking apron. I have an apron. He's I got an apron. I don't have an apron. <laughs> I should have I should have bought the ones with the dongs. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I still want the glory hole one made. That's yeah. the one I want. <laughs> the glory hole apron. <laughs> anyway, so what you guys do this week, man? What's what's the news? What's the news? I heard Ryan got a haircut. Yep. So uh needed a haircut. Uh had my wife with me. We were running some errands, doing some stuff, and this was uh actually I meant to tell this last episode. This was when we were going to that birthday party. And I was like, man, my hair looks like shit. Are we going to be on time? And she's like, oh, yeah, we got plenty of time. I'm like, well, I'm going to stop by the barber. She's like, he's probably closed. And I'm like, well, let's just see. So I stop in there, and it's like 10 minutes till they're supposed to close. So I walk in. He's cutting somebody else's hair. I'm like, do you care? I mean, do you care if you go over? I mean, or is this cool? And he's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm like, all right. So he finishes the other guy's hair. And I get up there in the chair. And he goes, well, let me, I want to smoke a cigarette real quick. I'm like, I don't care. So he goes out and smokes a cigarette. And he comes back in. He's got his dog with him. He had it in the truck or had, I don't know where he had it. So he comes in with his dog. So this guy's drunk. I realized at this point in time, this guy is intoxicated. So um, it was too late to go back. Um, I know the guy. He's a military vet. And I was like, eh, it's Memorial Day. He's in the military. He's probably pouring one out for the boys. Just, you know, knocking back a few 
you know, he owns his own barbershop, so he can do what he wants, you know? So I was like, all right, cool. So this guy cuts my hair, drunk, three sheets to the wind. The whole time his dog is sitting in between my feet, <laughs> staring up at me. <laughs> and we were trying to talk, but he was talking to me, but I couldn't understand what he was saying because he slurred his words so fast. <laughs> so nice. he gets done. <laughs> he gets done. And uh, my hair is pretty fucked. Like, it's, like, pretty simple. Like, I'm just kind of, like, doing the bald fade thing where it's, like, no guard on the side and then, like, whatever the lowest setting is on the top. But he's missed a bunch of places. I had fucking shit sticking out. And he, like, they do the thing where they, like, turn you around in the chair. Like, how's it look? And I'm like, uh, looks great, man. You know, whatever. Fucked. So I'm thinking this does not look good, but maybe Emily can clean it up. So Has anybody in their life ever said... Fuck you! Fucked me up, bro. Like, like I don't think anybody's. Ever oh, I'm been sure like, there's got to be somebody out there that's like that. But I'm not gonna tell that to a vet on Memorial Day. I didn't give a shit. I tipped him and went on with my day. But uh, so gave him a good tip, you know, because he stayed after, kept my hair, kind of did not all of it, some of it. <laughs> so we get to the party, and I show up, and my hair's totally fucked. And of course, Chris Duncan, the guy that it's for his. So Chris Duncan is retired out of the military. And he was in the army and his son is going into the army and the party was a graduation party for him graduating and also going into the army. So we have this army cake and all that. So immediately he starts making fun of me about my fucked up hair and everybody's making fun of me. And I'm like, Hey man, I was explaining the story about the drunk that cut my hair and all that. We got to keep get laugh out of that. So anyway, uh, my, I just basically was like, do you got any scissors? He's like, yeah, sure. So he gives me gives my wife kitchen scissors. So my wife finished the haircut in the ba- in the middle of a backyard barbecue graduation party with kitchen scissors. So nice. It looks good. That's how we roll. She did good. That's how we roll around here. <laughs> yeah, I got complimented on it. I told you I went to Arby's and was hit on. I got hit on for like the first time in like ten years. <laughs> this girl was like, "Your hairline's which, her your hairline's fresh." I went, "What? Your hairline's fresh." I'm like, all right, cool. So my hairline's fresh. So I'll just have you know my hairline is fresh, even though it was cut by a drunk man while his dog looked on. And you spent $5. It's a $5 haircut. It was a $10 haircut, and I gave him a $10 tip. Oh, my goodness. Because he stayed over. I just gave him a 20 You bought that man a case so he can (laughs) fuck up up some more people's hair. (laughs) He's probably better when he's not drunk. He's done it before. He does a good job. The other, you know, the one thing that really fucked me up though, and I was like, "Oh shit!" They'll give you a straight razor shave, or shave oh. the back of your neck, and he goes, "Do you want the back of your neck shaved?" And I said yes before I could really think about what I said, and then he'd already started, and I'm like, "Fuck, this guy's drunk. I'm gonna get fucking decapitated." <laughs> <laughs> Too late now. Oh, Hold no. real still. <laughs> so he served the straight did. razor. I was like, "Oh, what have I done?" But that part worked out. No cuts, no nicks, no nothing. And you know when you're drunk, like you like over exaggerate like problems. You're like, oh fuck, I nicked this guy. Now I gotta kill him. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like if driving, you know, it happens to me all the time. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do those lights mean? Fuck it. <laughs> Eric's messaging us. What's he have to say? I don't know. I missed it. I can't. Oh, hang on. Derek. I have this strange reaction that every time I hear the name Derek, I think of the brother Derek from Step Brothers. 
And they're like, will you join me in battle against the one known as Derek? Will Farrell's dickhead brother. <laughs> just me. He just got cool. off of work. Okay, got it. Never yeah, mind. He... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm loaded. This Look, I just typed like a fucking drunk fan. My keyboard <clears throat> like flipped the fuck out. I don't even know what that what says. What the fuck? Put Z's and shit in there. Nust, <laughs> nust started. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to say just started. I don't know, man. You you actually, if you look, you actually did write started. You just put a Z and a G inside of it. Well. I don't know. You put a little extra number letters. I did. I'm not much of a, you know, speller anyway. Yeah. So anyway, Scott, man, what'd you do this week? Man, worked on a little uh, commission stuff. Worked on some space wolves for our friend, the Jubaka, Jay Feigenheimer. 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 Whatever. That's all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone wonders why we call him Jubaka. He's a Jew, and he's tall and a gangly like (laughs) Jubaka. So that's why. (laughs) We love him. We love him. Yes, he's fucking awesome. So put some time in on that and. uh, Actually, I have a story for you, a, a bridge story. I'm here to tell you a story about a bridge, Michael. I'm, I'm always <laughs> yeah. I'm, I could like I don't know. I don't know if I. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever suggested on the podcast or ever let everybody know how much I enjoy a good bridge story. But, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, who doesn't? <laughs> let me go put so on my I was, bridge story shirt. So I was talking to a buddy of mine this week who. Uh, he works he works for the city of Louisville and he works with the transportation authority like around the rivers you know they they built brand new bridges that are told now like automated really nice stuff that'll get you across the Ohio River from Kentucky to Indiana well this this dude has to work with the Ohio River is really shitty, right? Like it's not very deep, and there's a lot of like soot buildup and stuff and runoff that's coming through to go to the Mississippi River. Well, um, <laughs> they have to troll it around um, the bridges and stuff because big barges go down that river to transport, you know, mass quantities of shit to the rest of the United States. So they have to troll all that sludge up so that it's deep enough that those barges can pass through. And he was talking to me, and he's like, yeah, man, you know, the weather's getting hot. He's like, homeless people get all fucking drunk and decide they're going to kill themselves, and they'll jump off the bridges there. And this guy's a scuba diver, so he has to go down as they're trolling and inspect to make sure there's nothing, like, shady at the bottom of the river. So what'll happen is homeless people will jump off these bridges, or anyone who's fucking had enough of the bullshit, I guess, and and will jump off these bridges. And instead of hitting the water and dying like you would expect, you sink to the bottom and get stuck in the mud and you drown there. And he has to go down there, I guess, and find these bodies and pluck them out of the mud and bring them to the bring them to the surface. I was like, wow, what a fucking horrible job that is, man. So yeah. That, that offered me some buzz. <laughs> that's like there's so that's what nothing... he does all week long. It's like he uh, got, yeah. I, I got I got a worse job than that, but we cannot talk about it on the podcast. But we have the guy here that can tell it in the other room, but it we'll have to tell it. Maybe our patron guys can listen, but we can't we can't broadcast it out. What? How are you gonna like how are you <laughs> like, 
we'll finish your story, Scott, and we'll we'll touch back base on <laughs> Ryan fucking cocktails like, in the entire nation. As many hours as a person can under scuba dive, like he uses closed circuit scuba diving equipment. He spends that many hours a day searching for fucking people who have got who have attempted suicide and then hit the water and been like, I lived. And then, like, oh no, I can't move my feet. And then, then it lives. <laughs> he has to go and Wait, do that all day long. How deep is the water? Uh, not, not super deep. So I they're mean, they're basically lawn darting into the the riverbed. Yeah. They're coming through, That's, busting through the water, and their feet lawn dart into the yeah. riverbed, and then they get. And stuck. the bridge is is not even that high. Like I know there's oh, a certain height. Where like the surface tension of water becomes equal to that of concrete, yeah. but these bridges are not that high. So if you're just some, like if you're just like fuck it, spur of the moment, and I guess they shoot off the side of these things thinking that it's gonna work, and it doesn't. But it does, just not the, way, not the way you would want to go out. So like, so like this is this is the water, this is the mud, right? Water's yeah. here. They go. <laughs> and like, and no. the feet stick in it, and yeah. then they fucking drown there. Yeah, oh yeah. He's and like, this guy they does this every day. You know the tube inflatable two man things at like auto dealerships that are like flopping around yeah. with their arms in there. Yeah. He said that's what bodies look like under the water when he finds them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. We're all going to hell. Yeah, exactly. He he died. He died celebrating. <laughs> he don't, died raising don't, the roof. <laughs> don't bury us in sweaters, folks. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> wow, he does that every day. Like that's what that's all yeah. he does all day. Yeah, you have that yeah. many people just killing themselves all the time. <laughs> like, I, well, I guess like what his actual job is is to dive down there and make sure the thing they use to troll up all this shit doesn't get caught on like a power line or you know something. Something that would cause a big to do if it if it happened, but he's like, he said he finds on average at least six or seven bodies in there a year that are wow. that are like that. They're just stuck in the fucking muddles. Does word not get around? Like, we, this is 2017, man. I'm like, we got Facebook. Like, they, there you was, have well, to know. What, do they, what do they do? Like, troll that troll the homeless Twitter? Like, Twitter? <laughs> and how would they know? Like, you're not gonna get stuck in the mud as a homeless person and get out your <laughs> iPhone six and that's tweet a, tweet the bottom of the you river. Know, that's a valid point, I guess. There, there you have it, folks. If, if there was just a solid sign that just says, "Do not jump. The fall will not kill you." You nope. being stuck in the mud will like like. That's right. That's how you will not how... die immediately. <laughs> Oh yeah, just, man. Just a good. The sign's not really worried about your health. They're just worried about like, look, hey, fair, fair. I, I, this fair is warning. how episodes of MythBusters start. Somebody's gonna think that Scott's bullshitting, and the next thing you know, the fucking yeah. Myth, MythBuster dummy is gonna be chucked off the like fucking, Louisville Bridge and uh, see if it gets stuck. In the this mud. fucking redneck telling <laughs> fucking stories online to show it. Yeah. All right, bro. <laughs> Put your, put your fucking money where your mouth yeah. is. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Get your camera crews ready. Looking, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you fucking handlebar mustache, your fucking beret. Who <laughs> <laughs> wears that? <laughs> How do you... Uh, Ryan, yeah, back, to your, back to your tease earlier. What? How could something be worse? Like... We can't talk about it. 
he does something okay. for the government we can't talk about. Holy shit! About it later. All right. Well, we will. We have to make sure we tell this story after the podcast. And <laughs> no, for, for they least... can't. Uh, I don't know that. Don't tell. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to ask Chris if it's okay to tell. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, enough. Enough teasing, because like. Like I, I can't. I'm gonna speculate what I think it could be. <laughs> is it a, is it a creative way of controlling both the dog population and the gator population at <laughs> once? He he does a uh, uh, homeless uh, <laughs> like just. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. He does like transient control. <laughs> Anyway, oh man, I wish I had a story to st- a story to tell. I don't. I don't have any cool stories or anything. It's just By the way, if it's loud in the me. background here, we have game night going on. We're in the, recording in the middle of game night. So, so, yeah, man. Well, thank you, thank you for giving up your games. God, I felt kind of bad. I felt kind of bad that you were going to be not getting to game. On your game night, because it sounds like you just got there. You know, I'll fucking, I'll survive somehow, somehow, some way. <laughs> I'll, I'll put the pieces together. <laughs> so this is hobby. This is like you know, it's hobby related. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. Anyone who what? could have watched us try to unfuck the microphone situation about thirty <laughs> minutes ago, that was very engaging. Yeah. <laughs> we well, should have seen us with we tried to do that without Michael's help when we recorded this morning. <laughs> we recorded our uh, first Dark Age podcast this morning and it was it was just, like we have our own Michael. <clears throat> we have Jacob. He's like I can't decide if Michael's diet Jacob or Jacob's diet Michael. We can't figure it out. <laughs> but we have our Fair own enough. does does yeah, Giant, does Giant Michael over there uh, control your computer from two thousand miles? No, he doesn't. No, way more than two thousand miles. He lives here. He lives here. Oh, fair. Look, look he's getting defensive. Did you J- see that? Jacob is just <laughs> less ethnic, Michael, or yeah. is Michael more ethnic, Jacob? Yeah. that's his new nickname. White as fuck, Jacob. That's his. That's his new nickname. <laughs> waff, Mike. Waff, Jacob. <laughs> waff. <laughs> hey, Waff, come here. So yeah, the whole mic situation that was a good time, and it's still not figured out. We still got to go through that and figure out how to get those two so, mics. Well, we to... got one mic. We have two mics. Our patrons can see there's two. There's here, but only one works currently, and it's not the mic themselves. We did check the mics and the cables. It's definitely the box they're running into. Yep, but... it's always the box. Blame it on the box. It ruins your life. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about some hobby progress. Let's let's uh. Let's see what's going on there. Go ahead. Oh, so the hobby I am working on, I don't know, Art. This is probably the fucking worst way to go about this. But I'm working on some Space Wolves for old Jubaka. There you go. Our Patreon supporters can see that through the camera, kind of. That's a terrible picture. But anyhow, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm working on two Anvilists, a Charybdis, and a Sikarin for him. Everything's put together, base coats are on and all. And I'm going to try to start doing oil washes. I've never done them before, but it seems like a pretty efficient process to like highlight you know, recesses and models and stuff. So yeah. that, that starts 
pretty soon. So we'll see how that goes. That's I haven't got to work on any of my own shit. So I'm pretty sad about that. I finished up that Stormhammer and posted some pictures on the Eye of Horus. So it's like the white weathered looking one. Looks Is great. You? Yep. Thanks, man. So that's all I've done. I painted some Dark Age models, which people don't like we talked about last week. I got a few more to go. I got five Dark Age models left, and then I'm going to do the Nova. I'm doing a, a Dr- Dreadnought Drop Pod for the Nova Open Charity Army. Um, so I, I didn't have the paint formula that I needed. So Dave Taylor sent me the paint formula for that. So I, I have to... I There was one paint here in town, and then he used some other weird paint, some fucking weird Vallejo Panzer Aces color that I went to four different stores and couldn't find. So I'm going to have to order it online. So, um, I have to get that ordered. And then when that, I'll have that by the time that these dark age models are done and I'll start on that. And then as soon as that's over, I'm going to, I got a bunch of terrain to do. Um, uh, perpetual painting. Dave is hosting a 30 K event here. The, the victory or vengeance thing, the little, uh, it's like the kill team for 30k tactical strike, but it's like the Adepticon version where it's slide. So yeah. I'm building some tra- I'm building some train uh, for that, and also it the train will work for that, and it'll also work for the Michigan GT event I'm running. So actually, yeah, I actually bought my tickets for Michigan GT. Yep. So boom, yep. ready for that? I think it's October 6th through the 8th. It's yep. that weekend at least. So, I, I bought two tickets to the 30K uh, Zone Mortalis event, which is on Friday. And then on Saturday, I'm running a Dark Age event. And then on Sunday, so the, the Heresy narrative event runs Saturday and Sunday. Because I'm running my Dark Age event Saturday, I obviously can't do the Saturday. If, for whatever reason, on Sunday they have odd numbers, if somebody drops or maybe they start with odd and they run a a uh, ringer day one. I'm going to see if they'll let me jump into the second day, but if not, no big deal. I'll just be there to play some pickup games or something. Hell yeah. Go hang out with your favorite bearded, bearded Indianian and watch him play Dark Age. (laughs) And 30K. And 30K. Double dipping. That's what's up. Sounds like a good time. I uh, uh, started assembling my Alpha Legion. My Alpha Legionnaires for the new Godslayer 2.0 list. Actually, more like Godslayer like 6.0 list. Uh, so these guys are on the way. I just, as I was walking in today, got these these bad boys. I think y'all know what this is for. It's for they're uh, the Tamiya blue, nice. Tamiya green, clear green. Yeah, there so, it is. So the old fashioned recipe. Those came in the mail today as I was coming in to record this. They were sitting in my mailbox, ready to fucking roll. So. I'm going to give that a good night, hopefully. Good. I got a pro tip for you involving those things. Wear respirator if you're going to pump yeah. those to the fucking airbrush. Just so you know, one day to me is going to be involved in a class action suit for some <laughs> horrible form of lung cancer. And it, that's, yeah, so definitely wear a respirator when you when you do that. Just I, saying, uh, I heard uh, from Fred. <laughs> originally, I was going to do uh, Blood Angels in... Uh, Tamiya clear red, thinking that was like gonna work, and they he started not look like. Yeah, I did the whole like Anvilus, like a whole Anvilus in that color, and I was like, this does not work out. So I sent that to uh, <laughs> Sean from CZ Initiative because it looked like a badass like Thousand Suns uh, 
and Villas, no. but I remember that because yeah. he pinned it on me. He, he blamed me. What did I blame? What did I say? You, you said I saw Ryan's Blood Angels and I liked the flat red better. You don't remember <laughs> that? That was right about the time we started. Oh recording. yeah. Yep. Nothing. Yeah, nothing why, is fulfilling like putting together that pain in the ass anvilus only to paint it like pure shit. That really got it. <laughs> For real. Make you feel well, terrible. like. It was one of those things where, like, uh, I refused to strip it because, like, I'm like, okay, for one, I put this motherfucker together. For two, I painted it. And for three, like, oh, oh, yeah, Derek's here. All right, party on, Garth. Uh, okay. Let me see how we're going to get Derek in on here. And uh, hold. Okay, so a uh, little little speed bump there, but uh, Derek just got off of work. I am also here. <laughs> so you missed all the good stories. You missed all the good stuff. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, to just to kind of recap, uh, that bridge story was pretty messed up. But I wasn't here, so I'm also not going to hell. Uh, <laughs> Brothers is one of my favorite movies. I love Adam Scott. He's a great actor. Um. <laughs> I think that's all the catching up I got to do, though. Oh, so you're watching the the Patreon live stream? Yeah, I was supposed to be working, but I wasn't. <laughs> nice, fantastic. So, without skipping a beat, we uh, we were actually just talking about hobby progress. Where are you at? Uh, still trying to look for some stuff. I found my magnets the other day from the move. Uh, got one of my knights kind of magnetized up a little bit. Uh, looking to start practicing some airbrushing on it. Pretty stoked to uh, try that out. I'm stoked for you to try airbrushing. Stoked for you to get that that gray thrown on there. Maybe get some some tips from uh, Scott over there. He's painting up his some commission space walls right now. Yeah, might can have to hook you up, up, man. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm instantly good at it. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Good. That's probably practical. <laughs> like, that'd be fantastic. I'm hoping for the best. So, anyway. So is that everybody's hobby progress? Anybody want to jump, drop something in there? Maybe some future purchases they're going to be buying or anything like that? Or Whoa. do we just want to move on to voicemails? I'm, I've actively set up a savings account for the amount of money I'm going to have to spend when fucking Titanicus drops. I'm preparing myself, taking measures. I can't wait for that shit. So I know we didn't get to mention it last last week, but man, that's, uh, that's definitely on the hit list. I'm a I'm I'm definitely like extremely excited for Titanicus. Like I'm excited to take Titanicus and incorporate it into like a narrative day. Like have yes, either like a side by side or like have a day one this happens, day two this happens. Like I don't, I don't really know, but we've we've kind of like had the initial planning started for Stiff 4. And like the other day I just sat down and I was like, what would be the ultimate setup? Like how would like if I had like unlimited resources and funds, how would I make this day set up? And like, you know, your mind immediately goes to like Battlefleet Gothic shit and yep. like uh yep. you know, <laughs> epic stuff going down. And it's like, okay, we gotta like you gotta scale all these things down. But I was just thinking to myself, man, by the time Stiff Four rolls around I feel like Titanicus is probably going to be dropped 
and Titanicus is probably going to be uh, a, a normal game at that point. It sounds like I feel like by you know this time next year, it'll be out, and everybody it'll seem like it'll be like kind of narrative event day ready, and you might have enough people who will forego playing normal 30k or horse heresy to play a Titanicus event, especially if a horse heresy track or anything like that is oversold or sold out. Like I, I think that would be a seem like a fair, uh, I guess substitute. It's like oh, couldn't get yeah, into the horse I, heresy narrative track. What about what about the stiff camp? We whatever happened with that? You left the hobby, and so we <laughs> we all <laughs> we all Fucking we all really had a tried period. to pass the buck right now, aren't you, Michael? <laughs> we had a we had a morning period where we we're all just kind of like. Uh, n- not trying to, you know, not trying to move on things, but <laughs> still possible. It's still possible. All that bullshit. Well, I smell it. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not bullshit. Uh, I mean, we can still do it. We can stiff camp can still happen. Well, I mean, I think at this point it. there'd be riots if it didn't. <laughs> I told you I'd rent a U-Haul, throw a bunch of shit in it, drive down there. <clears throat> we definitely need to go check that place out. That that's what needs to happen. We need like Or like I said, we got a place here. Maybe you guys have to bring the U-Haul up here. Either way. Either way? I mean, let's make it happen. I sent you the pictures of the place here. I don't care either way. I was just telling you that you know, this is an option up here too. If we don't have a place down there, this is one of those things that Michael can spend ninety percent of the effort he puts into making fake memes. He can put it into <laughs> yeah. organizing so Karen's that'll never be made. Yeah. Instead of that, let's put that energy fake towards imaginary camp. models. Photoshopping <laughs> <laughs> Land Raider tracks on top of fly dumpsters and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> that needs a raise trash on the side, sir. <laughs> <laughs> if I could or just waste focus management. all you that effort. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, part of that's also my fault because I just have like funny ideas. I'll send them, and he'll make them up. Yeah, we have a good time. We have a good time over here making things that'll never equate to anything. <laughs> my wife <laughs> took that fucking picture that same scent of me in the because my wife took that picture of me in the uh, in Iceland in that hot bath thing. And she posts online, and then Samuel posted one making fun of me of like one of those uh, monkeys in China that does the exact same thing with the hair on its face, and it looked just like me. So my wife made it a side by side, like a meme. I'm like, God damn, are you like Michael Montalongo all of a sudden, or what? <laughs> yep, memeing all day, man. Oh, Michael, that reminds me. I was gonna commission one from you. It's a uh, the Dawn of War opening. With the tank buster hitting that dreadnought with a bomb, and is a uh, the the bomb was gonna be, or no, the, the dreadnought was gonna be a cold one. The orc was gonna be me, and then was gonna be a shot of like all the orcs doing the wah and calling the boys, <laughs> cracking open a cold one with the boys. I get it. That can be done. <laughs> Can't wait. That's <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Can't wait. <laughs> it's like a truck tweet. <laughs> got a got an exciting Saturday night ahead of you, don't you? 
That was like a Napoleon Dynamite cutscene. Hey, what's to do this? Cool. Can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be pretty sweet. Come on, Tina. Eat some ham. So. But yeah, dude, let's, let's, uh, let me, let me just sit and think about what, what we need for stiff camp or just heresy camp in general. Like we have to go make an appearance. I have to go do We made a that list. Through. Remember I gave you all those ideas, the bits building thing. Oh no, like that, like, like se- securing, securing the camp itself is probably the biggest thing right now. I mean, I guess most companies like secure it like probably like two or three months in advance. So we're well ahead of advance right now. But I just have to make sure how many people can support. I have to go see, like get pictures for everybody so they can know what they'll be sleeping. Do you want to run to Rockport today? I don't have anything else planned. Okay. So we'll probably do that after this episode. Like, for real, you're down? I'm off, yeah. Did you change your oil? Yeah. Okay. All right. Is he steroiding yeah. up? He doesn't look like he's used to steroids. Why would he oil change? You just like things in your pee hole, Derek? Well, I mean... Is that how you roll, Derek? Pee hole, Derek. <laughs> so, well, that's not what I wanted to be known for for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. I'm just happy to be here. Too late. You a, PA- Too late. You a PhD, stick. boy. <laughs> <laughs> PhD, pee hole, Derek. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, worse now things to now we're gonna be at Adepticon, <laughs> and it'd be like, "Hey, P hole, go get me a drink." <laughs> so, so yeah, no, like, so I need to go, go to the camp. We need to talk to the guy at the camp. We need to go take pictures of all the cabins. Get a date squared away. Got to be the next final year. cost. Because I'm thinking, like, if it's, what, like, 200 people? Like, what do you think we can max out at? I would say a good goal would be 150. Okay. And if you go beyond that, you know, great. But I think that's that's a solid goal, 150. I, don't, I think we could do that. Because I, I remember him saying, like, I feel like he said that it could fit 200 people at that camp. So they can fit yep. 200 people at that camp. We set the goal for 150, find out what the cost would be for 150 people, and then we can, I mean, getting it secured is probably, like, the biggest step. And then as far as, like, it, we can figure out who's going to come and comp their tickets based on, like, if they're going to run an event or anything like that. And I think that would kind of make, that would that would get us quite a bit of events. If, if stiff, like, I don't plan on running any event at Stiff Camp. Like I don't I don't plan on running anything at Stiff Camp. I plan on like chilling and gaming and all this stuff and hanging out with people. But if we can comp people's tickets for running an event, then we could have stuff like like your suggestions were like the best, like the uh your suggestions was like a everybody brings bits, throws them in a big old pile, have a conversion contest, who can make like the best conversion um have a of course like narrative games going on pickup games going on tables with terrain set up we can get with the lone star legion painting guys classes. that can bring terrain huh yeah painting classes painting classes 
we can get painting classes. We can get like black label painting, perpetual painting, Dave. Uh, we can get live all podcast. of them. Who? Live podcast and then the uh, the podcast game show. Yeah, we can do the the podcast Q and A where we can do a live podcast with every all of you guys there asking us questions and getting our unsolicited live answers. Um, man, dude, we can even do a GoFundMe to get to fly Tim over, Tim and Michael. Yep. And then we could do like a shooting day. Oh my god. They have a gun range. Or they have an indoor gun range, like, right down the road from that place. Yeah. Totally possible. Just need to follow up on it. I'm telling you, like, the the gas kind of left the car, man. Whenever, uh, whenever you peace. Oh, whenever out. I was gone for, like, <laughs> eight days? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> you left me with these two. <laughs> At least you're better it looking was, than me. It was like a Hydra, man. A hydra. Got one head got cut off your head off. Back. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right because I didn't cause the wound and I grew back. <laughs> Bigger, better, stronger. So, so yeah. So anyway, so we can definitely do that. I just need a. Uh, yeah. I just need motivation. I just need you to push me to do it. Let's that do works. it. just need you to call me out on the podcast. That's all I need from you, buddy. <laughs> Stop fucking off with dreams. Or that's a stiff game. <laughs> so, anyway. How about some voicemails? You ready for some voicemails? We're always ready for voicemails. I didn't miss voicemails. <laughs> see we got just a reminder guys if you want to leave us a voicemail you can call 209 rfi 30k zero and leave us a voicemail or you can send an email with a voice clip to michael ryan Derek, or scott at warhammer30k.com and we will play it on the air and uh we're, we're looking for anything, guys. Any stories you might have, anything you want to share, uh, we play them every episode. If you want to share an event that you have coming up, you can send that on to the nation. We've got a decent uh, a decent uh, listener backing, so we have quite a bit of people that will listen to whatever you have to say. So if you have like a manifesto you want to say before you jump off of a bridge and go stick yourself in some mud, <laughs> then... <laughs> We will play it for you. So, anyway, without wasting any more time, let me go ahead and pull up a voicemail. Eventually. Waiting. Hold on one second. It got him backwards. <laughs> I don't want to play it backwards. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, pretty new listener here. I uh, just started listening since you guys put out season three, so two episodes ago. Oh. Uh, well, I just had to call in because you guys uh, talking about the whole theme songs for armies completely touched on something that's been going on with me and uh, my gaming group for years. Uh, first off, screw you guys. I've had separate ways stuck in my head all morning. <laughs> Great song, but it's really frustrating. Awesome. I'm trying to do my job. 
Uh, but anyways, so my buddy always played Blood Angels. He loves them to death. So we had been thinking of this song. And what I want you to picture is, you know, black screen, like if you're watching a movie, and a horizontal line in the center of the screen starts to appear and widen. And it's, as it opens and widens, you see a planet, like you're in, you're in orbit of this planet. And then these drop pods start launching. It's, you know, quiet, you know, real space. There's no actual sound. And this song that is playing is, oh, Lord, I just had it and I forgot. <laughs> Get ready to Said he died of worms. That's what it is. And there's this point after the initial lyrics where there's like a short buildup and then it drops. Stay and that's when again. all of the pods start going down into orbit. Uh, but that's for my buddy's Blood Angels. Uh, personally, I'd always try to figure out one for my uh, Minotaur Space Marines, but it also kind of translates into my uh, uh, the Imperial Knights. I have a huge House Maccabeus force, and with that, uh, it's actually a song by Triari uh, called Europa. And uh, what I kind of picture, I, I'm picturing that whole situation like you guys were talking about, but more like WWE or WWF, you know. Everybody's got their own army, but everybody's also kind of got this persona that they've got on. So I picture that starts playing, you know, these dudes dressed up like Roman legionnaires go running down the ramp two by two and then separate to the side, turn, you know, put the shields down and then raise the lances to form like a tunnel to walk through. And then, you know, just come walking down between that with this song playing. Uh, but then <laughs> also uh, I play Death Guard. And I kind of, you know, it, a little more tongue-in-cheek, again, with that personality going on. Uh, I, I'm, I'm picturing Richard Cheese's version of Down With The Sickness, walking out with, you know, a three-to-five-piece suit, real dapper with a cane, carrying a briefcase that has the army in it. And uh, it'd be sponsored by Men's Warehouse. Alternatively, uh, because I have a navigator that I've given hair to, Okay, so obviously this is a this is a two parter right here, but that first song he was talking about with the Blood Angels, in the uh, uh, what is that? This is uh, Richard Cheese's "Down with the Sickness." It's like a nice uh, lounge cover. Turn it up and put on your mic. Is that as loud as your phone goes? Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> so that's but what yeah. he'd play with the Death Guard army. <laughs> now, the only answer to that is Chemical Warfare by Slayer. <laughs> so, and then the Europa Triari. Triari, right? Uh, yeah. T-R-I-R-I-I. This would be his knights, his knight song. Oh, no, I don't want to fucking try YouTube Red. That's a cool song for knights. It ain't bad.
I just imagine like knights walking all slow motion, like with that fucking song playing. Yeah. Uh oh. All right. So anyway, so okay. So that's uh, that's how he felt about that. Let's go ahead and see what his second half of the voicemail is. Like I like how he called in to say all of the armies. All right. He's even like including his friends' armies. Man, didn't realize I was so long-winded. But, uh, okay, so the other one for the Death Guard is I, I run a navigator with my Mortarion and his unit. And I've done him up and green stuff, added some hair. And uh, I call him Rick, and I always call Mortarion Morty. So it's Rick and Morty, and the theme song walking out to would be uh, Get Swifty. So oh, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm hoping you guys know what I'm talking about. Not everybody watches that show, and if you haven't, you should. It's hilarious. But probably the the simplest and and just most classic one uh, that we've discussed thus far is my buddy Dakota loves White Scars to death, and his theme song would totally be Blood on the Highway, rolling in on a big ass chopper with you know the gorilla hangers, just great. But anyways, that's all I wanted to say. I got to get back to work, get back to driving. You guys. Take five, keep it coming. I'm really loving it thus far, and you guys are officially my fourth podcast now that I'm dedicated to. So thanks a lot, and stay safe. <laughs> we are Love number four. <laughs> there, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. We now have seven listeners coming <laughs> into the. <laughs> By the way, don't look up Blood on the Highway on YouTube because it'll get you into a 1959 like safety film of like a train hitting a car. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is brutal as fuck. That's some like Tim and Michael shit. Uh, so yeah. So glad we uh glad we got to hear that. Oh, uh, do y'all know what Get Swifty is? Do y'all watch Rick and Morty? Yeah, man. Ryan, do you watch Rick and Morty? I've seen it a few times. Oh, Derek's the same way. More of yeah. a more of an "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" fan, personally. But oh yeah, I, I, I love me some Always Sunny. <laughs> I like Rick and Morty, but my wife doesn't like it, and I very rarely get to watch TV without her. <laughs> so, <okay. laughs> this is all. So we watch a lot of Desperate Housewives and. <laughs> Fucking her big thing right now that's driving me bananas is the stupid uh, Amazing Race. I fucking hate that show. I thought you were saying oh my Real God, Housewives of Atlanta or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an Amazing Race fan either. I always no. I always feel extra cocky, which I'm pretty sure they all feel super cocky whenever they're going into it. Like I'm pretty sure that everybody that's ever played that fucking that Amazing Race game, they've all been equally as cocky as I would be going in. Well, the worst possible thing is to take vacation from work and fly somewhere and then fight with your fucking spouse the whole time because things don't go right. Yeah. Why in the goddamn hell would you want to watch a TV show that is just nothing but reliving that goddamn nightmare episode <laughs> after episode? It stresses me the fuck out. I can't even be in the room. My blood pressure goes up and I get anxious. And I'm like, I can't I can't be in here. Like this is this is making me mad. I might kill you right now. I gotta leave. <laughs> Ooh. Wham boom straight to yeah, the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Old lady likes like uh oh what is it called? Vampire diaries and the originals, which are ex- like that's like shit for teenage girls. It's just a bunch of fake ass handsome McGee 
bees pretending to be fucking vampires. And there's one of them, the originals, has a character on it named, uh, oh, he has some stupid fucking name, but he <laughs> talks like a total asshole. He sounds, <laughs> oh, my God. He sounds like a fucking soccer hooligan, and I hate it, man. Only have like one, you know, big TV in my living room. So that shit echoes throughout the house and haunts me wherever I go. I have to go like hide next to the running washing machine downstairs in the basement not to hear it. Fuck. That's what marriage is, folks. <laughs> compromise. <laughs> yeah, and by compromise, Scott means I don't want a cat. And she says, I want a cat. So you go get a cat. That's compromise. <laughs> I don't want to wear an apron when I paint. Well, I guess I wear aprons now. Exactly. I just realized the second straight episode we bitching about a marriage, but fantastic. Yeah, and I'm being a, a total asshole because my wife just made the whole game club fucking tacos, and here I am talking shit. All right. I'm glad y'all got that off y'all's chests. Uh. Oh, what is that fucking character's name? It's going to eat at me. It, if. God, if you've had the unfortunate pleasure of watching that fucking show, you know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm gonna look it up. The original. <laughs> yeah, look it, look it up and play his play his accent whenever you're. Oh, it's, oh cross. It's just <laughs> I don't know. You know my infamous fucking British accents that I'm so capable of duplicating. <laughs> Literally offended everyone that ever listens. Being to an, us an MMA fan, the worst British accent's Michael Bisbing. Klaus. His name is Klaus. He even has a dumb fucking name. Like Santa Klaus is his <laughs> Santa Klaus. <laughs> Scott, like you're just like so mad at this guy. Oh man, it, it's grating, is what it is. It's great grates on you. Klaus the originals stupid voice. <laughs> He's literally typing that into YouTube. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, there's an ad. Oh, Jesus. Did something come up? The stupid voice of Klaus? You gotta watch it. Alright, anyway. it's we gotta, oh, Don't worry, it's coming. You're Scott, gonna Scott's fucking adamant. regret it. Scott's oh. adamant about making everybody listen to this Klaus God voice. God damn it. I don't know who this guy is, but smoke yourself for sounding like this. <laughs> Jesus, jump, if jump you're off so, a, a Kentucky you are, you bridge in the Ohio <laughs> River for me. Up. Hold on. <laughs> Obvious music, folks. Something very dramatic's about to happen. Elijah's home. There's only one dagger. That's his hot sister. Which one of us will She's be cool. punishing Don't today? worry about that. Man. I contemplated a game. There he is. Of eeny, meeny, miny, moe. How fucking cheesy is that shit? I don't give a fuck. Even if vampires were real... I, and this dude was like in my house about to kill me. I'm like, you sound like a fucking idiot, man. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. I don't care how long you've been alive, what you do. What does this happen right now? It sounds He's like you like just just shitting. It sounds like everything. a poor production of a fucking Charles Dickens movie, man. I can't stand that guy. Jesus. <laughs> That's some real salt. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, man. He's, he's mad. He's Scott, he's, Are I've you never okay? seen you this wound up. He's mighty, mighty mad. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Shut up. 
<laughs> a red coat could be loading up his fucking lead shot right in your fucking face. You'd be fucking do it so I don't have to listen to your dumbass voice anymore. I'm, when you Make sure you ice my family too. And I'm gonna tell her you gotta you gotta keep Scott away from the Klaus. I'm worried. Oh, I'm worried about you. She knows. She knows. She doesn't give a fuck. She, she'll watch it on even louder now, but. <laughs> Oh man, I'm glad. I'm glad that's out. Like that's I always tell Ryan that if he holds stuff in, he's gonna make a black turd. And that was that was Scott's black turd. Like that was <laughs> fucking Klaus. What a ridiculous name. Real. <laughs> I'm gonna make you a special apron. This is gonna say fuck Klaus. <laughs> All right. So anyway. We got we got another go voicemail we got to go over here. And then we'll get into Ryan's unsolicited shout out. Okay. So <laughs> Scott's just munching on a taco right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi guys. This is Zach Alley. Um, I uh, was just calling to let you guys know that I was at the Music City Heresy event uh, this past uh, couple weekends ago. Uh, there was Scott. I was the uh, other Alpha Legion player that was there. And um, I wanted you to know, Scott, that uh, I told Reed uh, about your uh, about the message you left. I've been listening to your guys' podcast. I've been basically started from the most recent episode going backwards. And um, I just wanted to let you know, Scott, that I passed the message you left on, I think, episode 56, 55 um, to Reed. And he hasn't responded back yet, but... I know he would really appreciate it. And yeah, to say the least, that was a really hard thing to find to say in that carpet. So um, pretty cool. Um, but I just wanted to say that also it was a pretty fun event at Music City Heresy. It's the first one I've ever been to. I've only been in the uh, 30K um, hobby for about uh, two years now. I uh, started with the Betrayal Cast boxes and just kind of built myself up. Um, primarily just Apple Legion at this point, but I am thinking about expanding to either Dark Angels or Mechanicum later. Um, I wouldn't call myself a really good player, I guess, at this point. I'm just still learning. Like, I mean, I played 40K for a long time, but me and Reed actually both started in 40K, or Warhammer Fantasy first, and then we played 40K, uh, about third edition, uh, 40K, and then worked our way up. And it's only just recently that we, I've managed to, um, Steve, he wanted to play in Horus Heresy, and he's really been interested in it. He's been going back and forth. I think he's finally settled on Iron Warriors, but a loyalist faction of them um, with Kurt Allen. Um, but anyway, I uh, just wanted to say, guys, you were doing an awesome job. I love I love the rants and everything. I know that this past Warhammer Fest put a lot of uh, probably minds at ease, but also just making people even more nervous because of those back and forthness that you said. Particularly now that I'm getting into hobby and just wondering about like what in the world's going to happen on this point, and now we know, so that's probably a good good knowledge. And always the uncertainty seems to lie ahead of every game that I feel like when they come up with new stuff. Uh, but anyway, um, also I wanted to make a comment on Mr. Kibble about the Arcus, the uh, the Karen variant with the missile pod looks like some Scorpius. I didn't know, but maybe there's a possibility, and I know that this tank does not really benefit anybody at this point because we don't know what the heck it does. It, it could, for all I know, just be just a, a mobile gun platform like a Medusa or something, but um, I was just wondering, maybe it would have scouts or some version of outflank 
and it would allow itself to like plant itself and fire itself when it comes in on that turn, which would just mean it would be like a one shot and it just blows up essentially if everyone just shot fires at it. But anyway. Hold on. He's got more. There's okay, more. real quick, before we come back, uh, well, first off, don't call me Mr. Kimmel. That's like putting a fucking escalator in a shithouse. <laughs> um, I don't even think my dad's Mr. Kimmel. If you met Mr. him. Mr. Kimmel. Um, I don't even think there's ever been a Mr. Kimmel in our family line. I'm pretty positive of that. Um, but uh, no, that, that tank, we talked about that Sakarin tank thing the other day. First of all, uh, Chris Duncan, one of our local guys, whenever he heard us talking about that, he actually took a Scorpus turret and put it on the Sakarin and noticed that comparing it side by side by the picture, the size is way off. So the one that's actually on the Warhammer World one is much larger than a standard uh, Scorpus turret. Interesting. So the other Fair thing, um, I believe it was Sam. It was either Sam. It was somebody in the patron chat, but I think it was Samuel Pedro zoomed in on it and in the nozzle like where the the round would come out it's a cluster of missiles instead of a single missile it looks like Ooh. so yeah, it's I, a, it I, does a and it also has ammo belts coming out the back so it, it does look like a totally different weapon system that just happens to look sort of similar to a scorpus my, my argument on the missile cluster is uh the the whirlwind scorpius came out what in like 2013 <laughs> something like that yeah, a while back, and I feel like uh, now that 3D modeling and 3D prototyping is a lot easier, you can get uh, a lot nicer details into things. And so I feel like yeah. the original model could it have had those missiles? It would have, but I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of my thought behind it. But the idea of a scouting or outflanking uh, anti-air unit, like or or you know would be kind of interesting. But let me play yeah. the rest of his voicemail. Let me see what else he's got. Okay. You okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice get I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to keep so long. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where I just wonder, like, what the tank will actually do. Also, really wasn't sure about the other ones, but I think the last one's called the Omega variant. I don't know what the Punisher one is. But um, anyway, those... That was all pretty good speculation. It actually gives me some ideas about what I probably will run if I do a uh, Dreadwing Force or upgrade my Alpha Legion uh, to Karen. So, but anyway, guys, great podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I hope Music City does it again, which sounds like they are, of course. Um, I'll probably see you guys there next year, or at least Scott or anybody who wants to come up. Like, like you know, we, how we are with our schedules and everything. So, of course, take care, guys. Thank you. That sounds like a super nice guy. Yeah. That's our eighth listener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He's an awesome dude, him and his buddy. And uh, if he's listening or whatever, uh, have Reed send us a mailing address or a P.O. box or something to our Facebook page, and I'll send him a fucking present for helping me out. A sweet present, a badass one. I'm not going to send you some bullshit like a fidget spinner or something like that. A Klaus t-shirt? Yeah, a fucking Klaus t-shirt for the originals. <laughs> Make you want to jump off a bridge and kill yourself. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm going to send you something sweet, Reed, so send us a dress. He says he plays Alpha Legion? 
He does. Yep. We got those. We got extra posters for my event. Boom! That that'll go like, in there too. I've got like three copies of Korean Willow. I could send him. I could send him one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his buddy Reed plays. I think his buddy Reed was in the process of painting an army, but I'm going to send you something that you can only get one place, and it's fucking pretty cool. I don't know if it'll work for your army, but. If not, it's free. So you can fucking sell it on eBay if you don't want it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love dudes helping dudes. Where, uh, um, oh, here we go. So in the table of contents, the Forge World sent that, um, that email this morning with the table of contents for the Imperial Armor. Index like they they're re- releasing that Imperial Armor Forces of the Adeptus Astartes for Eighth Edition, and I thought that the names of the new Sicarians were in there as well. So you, you've got the Sicarian Battle Tank, the Sicarian Venator Tank Destroyer, which we knew about those, and the Sikar- the Relic Sicarian Punisher Assault Tank, Assault Tank. So I guess that's the only one that made it into Eighth. Hmm. So one of them is called the Punisher, which kind of makes me think it's going to have the Punisher cannon, huh? Yeah, I think they were talking about it in our uh, patron chat that maybe because it was already in the book or something. I don't know where they got that info, but maybe they're talking about it. Uh, on the Forge World website, all of the uh, so the eighth edition Imperial Armor book they have it for pre-order, but they put the table of content pictures on the uh, on the Forge World website under that pre-order. So you can kind of see what some of this new stuff is made. There doesn't look like there's anything that we've never seen before. Land Speeder Tempest, Javelin, Zyphon, just running down through everything. So Corn Pattern Stormbird. World Oh. Relic, Whirlwind Scorpius. No. Whirlwind Hyperia. Okay, never mind. <clears throat> yeah, there's nothing like out of the ordinary. Okay. So. so anyway, Ryan, you had an unsolicited shout out you wanted to give out. Yeah, well, first off, literally this just happened. Like I'm looking at my phone because this just happened. We had our my buddy Jamie who listens to the show. So that's our ninth listener, maybe. <laughs> this is how uh, we're known. We, this is how I know we're known for very highbrow uh, intellectual content. I got a message that says this would be great for the show with a link. And I clicked the link, and it took me to a UK mail story that says the name of the story is Digging a Little Too Much. And the headline is, Naked Man Climbs Excavator on a Florida Highway and Starts Masturbating in Front of Laughing Drivers. There you have it. (laughs) And there's pictures of a guy who's naked. His lower uh, extremities are blurred out, and he appears to have a man bun. And he's standing at the top of the stick of the excavator. The boom is the lower arm, and the stick is the arm that comes out and attached to the bucket. So he's standing where the boom and the stick uh, join, and he's straddling the uh, hydraulic cylinder, uh, beating off. His hair is in the fashion of, like, a Japanese samurai from an Akira Kurosawa film. (laughs) I don't think that adds a lot to it, It says shocking video has emerged of a naked man. Masturbating while standing atop a that's, construction digger's arm. That's not a bird that just pooped on so, your shoulder. <laughs> oh God! Oh, what? What's going on? I can't see that. Did you find it? No, some shit just went down in London. Uh oh. What's going on? Somebody 
hit a bunch Multiple of casualties confirmed after three separate incidents in London, including a van attack on London Bridge. It's not good. Not good, mm. fellas. Hopefully everybody over there is safe. Hopefully all you UK listeners are safe. As much, like, man, they... Mr. Mr. Ben just just posted to everybody be careful in London. That's scary. Sorry, ruin the excavator story with the ruin uh, the whole show. Oh. What have you What have you done? Talk to you next week, guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's get back to our shitty real world we live yeah. in. Thanks, man. Thanks for the escape from. <laughs> God damn, man. We're eating tacos. Drinking beer, talking about masturbating on excavators, and Michael's like, here's some fucking real-world shit. Yeah. Look, there's pictures of Terrorism, body parts and shit. God, what a buzzkill. <laughs> I was really getting into that excavator story, because, like, that... It was, it was a Florida man. Like, I was about to go of on. Of course it's Florida. Florida. Florida For people like, who don't know, <laughs> that's typical of Florida. Yeah, if you see a story like this and it's from America, it's probably happened in Florida, it's safe to say. Does it say, does it say his motive? Um, to to get off to bust the nut is what his <laughs> motive was. But I don't know, man. That just seemed like a really like normal, inst. Like it just like I bet whatever cop rolled up to that scene was like, "Hey, we still got those beanbag pellets for the, those beanbag." <laughs> <laughs> so I just anyway. sent you a link to the story. Sorry, uh. Now we sound cold-hearted because Michael, in the middle of us fucking around, threw some depressing shit in there. So <laughs> Hope I don't, everybody's okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't really know how to feel right now. It just happened. It just happened. Like, literally just happened. And we were just talking about it, too. Anyway, we will not remove you from... Hopefully everybody's okay. Ho- hopefully we figure out what's going on later. And... We will not ruin your immersion for this episode, but you're going to hear this after more details have been released. So, yeah, CNN and Fox will beat you over the fucking head with it, surely. So don't worry. <laughs> All right. So moving on. <laughs> so, so the uh, so my unsolicited shout out is there's this company called uh, Sarisa Precision MDF. Um, so it's S A R. I S S A, and then just if you type in that plus MDF, so they're one of your you know typical MDF companies. They're I believe they're out of the UK. It's really cool because they have really cheap uh, worldwide shipping. I think it's a flat rate shipping regardless of where you live. So you're not going to get like a lot of places uh, that ship overseas, especially you know from the UK to the United States. And I'm sure it's vice versa too. I'm not you know pinning it all on them, but basically overseas shipping is ex- you know typically ki- like. If you wanted something cool MDF and you wanted to buy a bunch of it, it's typically a buzzkill that you're going to have to pay this huge shipping on the back end that may, you may have to cut your your order down or whatever. So this place uh, ships for incredibly cheap, and I was really impressed by the quantity uh, of different things that they had, and they had some pretty unique stuff. So what I purchased from them, they have a like a train line, and I purchased this really cool-looking armored sci-fi train and a bunch of track. And then they also, so they have the, the train locomotive and then they also have a uh, troop carrier cars. And then they have like a car with a turret on it. Um, and then they have 
a car with like a like arm like a military looking like storage container. Uh, those are all like military themed, and then they have like normal train themed stuff. But I was more attracted to like the the up armored military looking train. I felt like that would work best with the you know war games and stuff. For sure, man. Like I've been a uh, I've been eyeballing like a lot of like cool terrain conversion ideas. I think I saw somebody throw online today some conversion they were like working on where it was like a, they took a Bane blade chassis and then took some of the new terrain and all that and wrapped it around, put the crane on top of the Bane blade chassis and all this stuff. But like, I, I really want to incorporate like a, like you had kind of mentioned like a train inside of a mission. Like that's seems like a cheap way to do it. How, but how do like, did you, have you gotten them in yet or you still, I have not. Them? I ordered them a week ago, maybe. Um, so I, I know some other people that I have, this is the first time I've ordered from them, so I have not received it yet, but I've heard some other people that have ordered some things that looked good and they had nothing but good reviews to say about it. So there's also like a train car, you know, that new crane thing that Games Workshop released. There's a, tr they have one that's a train car that has a crane thing built into the train, like a construction car. So I got one of those and then I think I got two of the troop cars and then the locomotive. But they have like a whole, you can buy like a whole combo kit that comes with like the full train with all the cars plus a lot. And like one track kit comes with like five feet of track or something like that. It's pretty cool. I think the whole train plus the track was only like 80 pounds or something like that. It was less than 100 bucks. They look good. The trains all rounded off. Like one of the big things I usually don't like about uh, MDF stuff is like it's all squared off. And you can tell like that. It's MDF, right. but these these seem like real rounded off, and once they're painted, they look really good. It looks like the Battlefield One uh, armored train. Yeah. So he uh, anyway, he's got a whole bunch of uh, other stuff that he's got some really cool sci-fi buildings. So I bought some uh, of the. There's like a site if you go to sci-fi buildings all the way at the bottom. There's like a kit of destroyed ones. Um, I bought some of those, and then I bought that train kit. Yeah, some of the like. Uh like raised walkways, the gantries they got look pretty good too. Yep. Yeah, I think I saw somebody actually using these kits uh, for that Batman game, if I remember correctly. But anyway, so there's some unsolicited advice from Ryan. Anybody else got some they want to give off? Emails. Because I got to. Yeah. Yo, you want me to talk about this email we got from uh, the Coxman himself, Dan Porter? Yeah, the Coxman. Sir Coxman, yeah. What have, uh, what we do go. we get from Sir Coxman? So Sir Coxman sent something in to us, and it was kind of a list request, but he wanted a specifically themed one. And I got to got my grubby little paws on it. And uh, I actually already sent him back a reply and stuff, but we'll read out his email because it's pretty funny. All right, it starts out, Saludos, glorios presentadores de radio Esteban Libre. Michael, you understood that, right? Of course you yeah. did. That's what it says. That's what he typed, which I, what does that mean in uh, Spanish? I'm, oh, I think man. it means hello, glorious presentors of Radio Free Esteban. Yeah, that's what that's that's Libre Libre means free, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck, I speak more Spanish than you do. Oh, what a shame. What oh, we a all speak shame. Spanish out here. We all speak Tex-Mex. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, 
So I have a couple of things for you guys to consider. First is I need some help with my next 30K project and was hoping you guys could help me out if you fancy trying your hand at list building, which I did fancy it, Dan. I'm looking to build a 3,000-point word bearer's list with the following features. One, it has to feature ally demons, specifically a bloodthirster and bloodletters. As I have painted the bloodthirster, I finished as a hobby project, and I want to use him in a game. Picture attached. Plus, I have about 30-plus bloodletters that I need a reason to build and paint. Must feature some basic Mark IV Marines and guys. It is can be tactical squads, whatever, and can include include up to two dreadnoughts if you perhaps don't feel like you want to jump into list building with this as your starting point then feel free to put it on the back burner and any help at all would also be most welcome all right so dan sent us through this picture of this sweet dethurster looks pretty fucking cool he's dancing on fire he's dancing on fire it's coming out of a bloody altar boom that's about as corn as it gets i think <clears throat> so Dan, I did fancy list building, so I did. Uh, I sent you back this list, and this list is a Rite of War Dark Brethren for Word Bears, and the reason <laughs> real I quick, selected real quick, this I, is I know, I know you're I know you're going over things like, but did you notice how he painted the blood on this D thirster? Well, looks good, right? Like, you're talking you about the blood how, on like, the stone altar beneath it. How, how it's like splattered out. Like that's like one of the coolest fucking like things. Like it looks like this D Thurster legit just blew out of some like poor. And little... if you don't if you don't have the right paintbrush to do that, it's almost impossible to get it to look that way. You have to have a paintbrush that the that the bristles are like really stiff on to try to like flick it out. Cause I fuck that up every time. I've tried to do it about a million times and I can't ever get it right. Here you go. Old toothbrush. Old toothbrush. toothbrush. Old toothbrush. There you have it. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you if you look like real close on like damn Porter, I'll send it. I'll, I'll show you Patreon guys. I'll, I'll shoot it out. But uh, yeah, it's like straight up like a dude exploded where this like bloodthirster just came out of. Like it's going every which way around this blood altar. Very cool. Anyway, back to you. Nice. So the list is uh, Dark Brother and Rider War. Now I know this Rider War pretty well because I've had my ass kicked significantly. Like. Every time I've played against it, I've had my ass kicked by this list. So I know the ins and outs, man. I know it, I know it from the victim's perspective, Dan. And it is pretty fucking brutal. Um, I think I built this list for 2,500 points. But, I mean, the 2,500 points I'm sending you is pretty solid. And you can add in more demons if you want. Um, or, you know, whatever you fancy. So Zardu Lyak is your HQ. Um Pick him because he has the demon special rules, so he can go with Galvor back. And uh, I think he what he harnesses on a three up if he no, uses. No, that's that's Lorgar. He's <clears> just <throat> a normal psyker, but um, he's level two. Yeah. Um, and then his uh, staff allows him to re-roll one failed psychic check. Yeah. And, and then his uh, warlord trait's pretty good. He allows you to take Ashen Circle as troops. Um, and his staff fires like one time as a heavy flamer in a game. Yeah. He's base tough five, so it's pretty hard to double out. Yep. And I think he gets to cast powers from demonology without peril, yeah, without suffering a perils because yeah. he's demon. If he did, you know, to yeah. roll. You suffer doubles. a perils on demonology on <clears throat> any roll of a doubles, not just double uh, ones. Um, or sorry, it's, it's sixes now. Sorry, yeah. my bad. So instead of just, it's normally any doubles <clears throat> with demonology instead of just sixes 
but he because he's got the demon special rule, he gets around it. Yep. Uh, troop choices. Uh, there's no like modifier to the number of troops choices you have to take. So I just took two ten man tax squads because you said you wanted regular Mark four guys, and you know that comes in every calf box in Rhinos with dozer blades because. Every time we're going to drive over a little fucking stone wall or something a tank should easily crush, you're going to get a mobilized and you're going to be a sad. So uh, that's your troops, your elites, uh, seven Terminators, like a, a squad of seven cataphracty Terminators, uh, just regular, regular combi vultures on those, no shooting. Uh, three power fist and four chain fists. The sergeant having one of those chain fists and put them in a Spartan assault tank, armored ceramide, flare shield, dozer blade. Uh, <clears throat> you don't really have to explain how those guys work. Um, they score, they kill things. I mean, all those armor vein attacks will pretty much pull anything down. Uh, his second elite's choice, I used a unit of seven Gal Vorback, Dark Brethren, uh, on the Dark Martyr, who's like the sergeant. Praetor guy in that squad. Give him artificer armor and power fist because he swings that power fist at strength 10. So that's pretty good as well. Uh, Cryptus Assault Claw is the one heavy support choice you're allowed to have in a Dark Brethren list to put your Galvor back uh, Zardy Lyak in. And one other little dude who will go in there is Lorgar Transfer. Yeah, so take Lorgar Transfigured as your lore war for reasons we've obviously stated. He's mastery level three, harnesses on a three up. He can pick his powers from divination, so you can make him super brutal in close combat. Or a biomancy to buff up that unit, Galvor back. One thing that was pointed out to me by my esteemed colleague here, Ryan Kimmel, <laughs> is that you need a second HQ choice. The unit, those two units of, uh, there's a Terminator and Galvor back in there. Those numbers are kind of off. You can just move around points however you want, but you need to get in one extra HQ choice. That's a Centurion yeah. or a Chaplain. Yeah, just a Centurion or a Chaplain. Take a 50 point Centurion to meet that requirement because who really cares? And then for your allied detachment, uh, take them from Chaos Demons while that's still a thing. Uh, Bloodthirster of Unfettered Fury because that's that kick ass model you sent us. And 10 blood letters of corn with an instrument. Uh, since you actually want to play this at 3,000 points, Dan, you can bump that up to a full 30 man squad. You also can take one fast or one heavy if you want to throw like a skull cannon in there or something like that or some blood crushers. That'd be pretty cool. Dad, never, don't forget either that Zardu can always summon, you know, demons kind of at will. So that's really a, a good way to get more models in there if you want. Um, <clears throat> as far as being themed, I think it's pretty themed and badass. I mean, I've seen this list essentially on the table, very well painted. It looks awesome. It plays like word bears should, but it's also very, very efficient. I would say, I mean, it is really, really strong. So should cover all your bases. Dan Porter. Boom. I feel like, That's all uh, I got. It, it's, it sounds like a good list. It, it does. It definitely sounds like it's a pretty brutal even though you said it's uh, efficient, it sounds pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> is there like German? I don't use the word brutal. I use the word efficient. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was kind of thinking about it. Um, so it seems like now, and out of out of every army that you could play, it kind of seems like word bearers with demon allies is kind of a risque 
army to pick up right now. I feel, I feel right. I because mean, of there's the Chaos Demons Codex is kind of like not not a thing right now. As well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I'd imagine when book eight because book when book eight yeah. comes out, it's supposed to have its own demons list in it. I thought yeah. they announced that. It's yeah, it's. Yeah. I think it's going to. I know. Yeah, Angelus is going to have them in there. So I think if you're if this is like something you're tossing around in your mind. Go with go with the basics, like buy like the troop choice demons and stuff like that, and one of the gr- like greater demons. That'll be a safe bet because those are going to happen. Scott didn't go nuts; he just had some blood letters and a uh, bloodthirster yeah. in there. There's like zero chance of there not being those in there, being as they're all over the, the yeah. Novel. And it's super it's super easy to fit more of those corn demon models in there if you want to, because Zardu can summon, and you know. Yeah. And those, like I said, those Galvor back and uh, Terminator units, those are each at seven men apiece. So you can add or drop whatever you want from those two units to fit more of something you enjoy in. So I would say anybody that listened to that list, this is probably, and I feel like, I feel pretty confident in saying this is like the golden age for the Word Bearer Demon Allies list. Like, this is like, this is the golden age between now and book eight. Like, Get it in while you can. Like, enjoy your <laughs> army because I feel like it's not going to be so solid anymore once book eight comes out. Like, Dan, go, go, go try and get on a, uh, yeah, Dan Porter, lay off those Swedish hookers and the drugs for just a little bit. Go out and play your army while you can. <laughs> try and get on a 30k. Oh, man, what the, the, what is it? What is that? That YouTube channel, it's fucking awesome. I can't, why, it literally just slipped my mind. Uh, uh, blank, uh, brain. The 30K oh. channel is the name of that. The 30K channel. How yeah. did that Jesus slip your mind? I don't know, the man. I don't know. Folks, yeah, once go. again, we'd like to remind you that any complaints you have about the podcast be forwarded to Michael at whatever30k.com. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Dan, go, go get that army built up. Go take it to the 30k channel. Uh, go go get Mister Brain to uh, uh, to get you on get you on there, and uh, just just lock it in before that eighth book comes out, and they, they just completely pull the rug out from under you because I feel like that's coming. Just go break some hobbies while you can. <laughs> there's there's few things that I fear monger about, but I feel like that's probably like it it just. It's been the wild, wild west for demons for far too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's about about that time they're gonna fucking finally reel them in. So these demon lists are a menace. Scott's got to take off. Yeah, I'll see well, you fuckers I mean, later. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, not a problem, Scott. We're, we're pretty much done. I mean, that's gonna be it. That list was gonna be the last list. Uh, we're probably going to go ahead and break to a musical break here. And then Hall hopes we will have Jeff who runs the Michigan GT on and really hoping Lucas, that's going to be helping run the Texcon event or John Stanford. So uh, after the musical break, we're going to have some event shout outs that you guys sent in and hopefully two interviews as well. So that's going to, this is pretty much going to be it for the show. Cool. You have anything else you want to say before we close out, guys? No. Thank you, Emily, for the tacos. They're delicious. Yeah, I'm missing cake. She's sending me pictures of cake saying, you're not getting cake right now, and it's almost gone because I'm recording this podcast. So I got no gaming and no cake. It's a bunch of fat gamers in there eating all the cake and not saving that city. 
just motorboating all the good cake. God damn it. <laughs> Can I plug my other podcast or does no one care? Yeah, plug your podcast, Ryan. So we recorded our first episode of the uh, uh, Echoes of Samaria podcast for Dark Age. So if you literally just can't get enough of my nasally voice and you want to meet two other people from my game club, check that out. So uh, we literally just recorded right before we recorded uh, this episode. So we sh- should have that out um, early next week. So about the time this one drops, that'll probably be out too. And uh, they can find you on iTunes or what? It's going to be on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, Diet Diet Michael hasn't put it up yet, so when he puts it up, I'll post a link or do whatever to shout it out. So I can't really tell you uh, 100% what's what's going on with it because I just recorded the thing, and I'm going to let uh, him handle it. That's right. Diet Michael, you're absolutely right. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, we will catch you guys later. Get ready for the musical break, and uh, we'll have some interviews coming up after that. Y'all have a good one. Bye, guys. Have a nice evening, gentlemen.
And welcome back, guys. Now, I have a special guest for y'all, Mr. Jeff Crawley, the... I guess the head man, the the head the head guy over at the Michigan GT. I think you would you call yourself the headmaster, the head guy. What, what kind of name would you give yourself? The grand competent. Well, I, I guess I'm one of the the main organizers of the event. I don't know if I'm the head, but I'm a head. How's that? That's that's fair enough. You're running the sweet Horace Heresy track, from what I recall. Yep, yep. I'm uh I'm the one one who's heading up the Horse Heresy track. Uh, this year we're bringing uh, two Horse Heresy events to all of our attendees if they're interested. Uh, we're starting out with a nice light uh, Friday afternoon event. On Friday afternoon, we're going to be running um, a combination of some Zorn Mortalis and some Centurion-style games, if you're familiar with the iHorse podcast. Centurion mode. Uh, they're, they're big on the Centurion mode, so we're going to try it out. I played a couple test games with it, and it's a freaking load of fun. So we're going to bring that to the event and let our, our players get started off on a on a light, friendly note and see if they can get a head start on the big campaign that's going to be following that up on Saturday and Sunday. That's freaking cool. Does it? Uh, does the campaign is the like the Friday? Okay, first off, what day? Like what day is this going down? What's the oh date? sure, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's kind of that's kind of important. Um, yeah, the Michigan GT this year is going to be October sixth through the eighth. Uh, coming up here um, in a few months. And uh, this is our fifth year running the event. Uh, this will be the third year with Horace Heresy there. And uh, this will be the second year that we've done a map-based campaign for the Horace Heresy. Uh, last year, I thought the map-based campaign went extremely well. I was very happy with, with how it played out and the participation and how you know just how the whole thing worked. So I'm going to take what I did last year and add a couple little things to it here and there uh, and it should be a really cool fun time uh, so what we're doing with this campaign the Friday event is into the Saturday Sunday event and so there might be some things that you, you can accomplish on Friday that will carry through to your games on Saturday Sunday but they're not going to be huge things so if you can't make it Friday it's not going to ruin your time on Saturday and Sunday. it's not going to be like a, a must participate in Friday to enjoy the weekend um so then on Saturday, Sunday, what we're going to do is we're going to have a um, – you're going to be asked to bring a variety of lists to play for Saturday and Sunday. So depending upon what location that you get assigned with the map, we'll determine what styles you need to bring, and then you'll go from there. So, for example, um, one of the things that we're – how we're going to make the list construction go is that everyone's going to be required to bring – a base 2,000-point list uh, built with the standard Age of Darkness Army construction rules. And then what you're going to do is you're going to build, make two 500-point sidebars that have to go with that 2,000-point list so that when you have all 3,000 points together, it makes one legal army. Nice. But you can pull those 500-point pieces out, and if you take them both out, you got a legal 2,000-point army, or with one other, you have a legal 2,500-point army. So basically, you're going to have one list really equals four lists. And so then depending upon what zone you're in and what round you're in, it'll depend on what size game, what style of game that you're going to be playing. That's And so cool, what this man. does is it, yeah, it gives a lot of variation. And then with the sidebars, you know, if you're going to be rolling up against, say, Astro Militarum, you might want to bring something totally different than if you were going to be going up against, you know, Sons of Horus or something like that. So it gives you a little bit of flexibility in your gameplay. 
And then it also allows for some larger scale games, some smaller scale games, so we can you know have the whole event run smoothly and, and wrap up at the time that we want it to wrap up. That is freaking cool. And where's all this taking place at? Where's it going on? Where's it going down? Sure, sure. The the Michigan GT we're in Lansing, Michigan. Lansing, Michigan is quite centrally located in the Lower Peninsula here in Michigan. We're about an hour and a half, two hours out of Detroit, hour and a half, two hours out of Grand Rapids on the other side of the state, and then and if you're traveling from further abroad, it's about a four-hour haul from Chicago and Indy both. So if you're in one of those major metropolitan areas, you can get to us pretty easily. Um, the hotel that we're, st- we're having the event at is the Causeway Bay Hotel. It's in, in Lansing. Um, our facility that we're renting out there is 16,000 square feet this year. Good so this is, the, this is the biggest space that we've ever rented from them. We've kind of experienced The first year that we did it, we started out with 4,000 square feet. And they have this uh, grand ballroom that's cut up into four sections of 4,000 square feet. Yeah. So every year, last four years, we've taken another section. So this year, we're taking the whole grand ballroom at us. So we're really excited. Uh, for the entire event last year, we had, oh, it was, it was about 325 attendees. Good gracious. And we're looking to build on that again this year. Yeah, we, we've grown every single year. There's no reason why we're not expecting another, another growth again this year. Um, and if... Horse heresy isn't your thing. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, it probably is. <laughs> but if you want to play other things too, we do have a, a slew of other events that you could participate in if you don't want to do a, a 30K narrative campaign. We have a huge 40K event. We had 80 players last year in the 40K event. Um, we're shooting for 100 in that event this year, I think. Uh, and then we have you know, War Machine boards and uh, Infinity uh, Ryan's running some Dark Age. That should be pretty exciting to have that for the first time. Um, man, so many, so many events. X Wing. Yeah, we have a couple different X Wing events going. Um, I can't remember what the name of that new, like Star Wars dice kind of game is called, but that's oh. going to be there. Um, it's not my thing, so I don't really keep up on what the name is and all that stuff. But yeah, we have a lot going on. So um, the 30k event is something I, I put a lot of pride in. I take very seriously. Um, I put a ton of effort into the tables and the terrain. It's all going to be top notch. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's better than any of the terrain I've ever played at. As far as like in the store or another event, uh, with maybe the exception of Kimmel's place, but that's all <laughs> his own personal terrain too. So I think when you're playing on people's personal stuff, it tends to get a little more uh, TLC, a little more time and effort put into it. Oh yeah. Um, but it should, you know, people should be really impressed with, you know, the with the feel of the games, uh, the story of the games, you know, the look, the feel. I think uh, uh, I think everyone who comes with having a narrative being played out before them will have a very, very good time. That sounds fantastic, man. Is there like a, a storyline behind this, behind this whole thing? Do you have like a little narrative built up? Like what's what's going on? Like in the do you have that already already wrote up or anything like that that you could like maybe like tease us a little bit, give us a little snack? Yeah, sure. I absolutely. Um, so basically, what happened last year is there was this uh, the Forge Rule Lucius was being uh, fought over between the Loyalists and the Heretics. This was at the 2016 Michigan GT, and last year the Heretics beat the Loyalists and forced them from the Lucius system, took control of the Forge World. So the Loyalists have retreated to the, um, to the system that this is being fought in, called the Urubutsin system. And okay. the name of that was 
brought up by uh, Zach Pageant, so we can hate on him for that really hard to pronounce system <laughs> name. And just, just, yeah, you hit some revenge is due there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Jeez, oh, Pete's. And so, um, what we do up here, uh, I'm part of a group called Horse Heresy Michigan. And so, as a group, we get together for four events a year, with the final event being at the Michigan GT. So we've already had two other events this year, um, and we, we rotated around the state. And each one is a, is a small sub-game leading up to the year's finale at the Michigan GT. So in the January event, uh, we had a bunch of the indie guys come up for that, which was a really good time. Um, we were fighting for you know, some small planets in the system. Again, the, the heretics whooped up on the loyalists. And uh, caused some some issues amongst the amongst the loyalist position in the system, causing them to fall back even further. And our last event that we had uh, up in Flint, the loyalists were able to rebound a little bit and actually gain some foothold in the system. So we have another event coming up here uh, next month, and that that's going to be in Wixom, Michigan, which is just outside Detroit. So if you're in the area, um, you can look us up on Facebook at Horse Heresy Michigan. You can get any information that you want to if you want to attend that event. And um, and then depending upon what happens in that event, we'll lead into what's going to go on here at the Michigan GT. Uh, but it's looking like the Friday event is going to be centered around uh, smaller space stations and moons. And then Saturday, Sunday, we'll be going to more planet-style assaults to see what you can do to either take the system or or fend off the, the traders trying to, trying to take more more of a foothold from the loyalists. I love it. So fighting over a forge world, man, what a man. That's, that's what most campaigns are running on these days is, uh, <laughs> some forge world that the loyalists and traders are trying to take over and the poor mechanic I'm stuck in the middle. Just <laughs> no fucking clue what to do. I love it. Yeah. Forge worlds are freaking important. You know, they're hugely important as far as the logistics of the entire war. You know, if you control the bullets, you can win the war. That's right, man. That's how it is. Heck yeah, man. I'm, I'm super excited for you guys. How many spots y'all have open? I think you had said like 30-something. Yeah, the the event is enough space for 32 players. Uh, we've sold almost half of those. So there's, I think, 17, 18 slots left out of the 32. So if you're considering coming, I wouldn't waste time getting tickets because the tickets have been on sale for three days, and we're already pretty much halfway sold out. Holy shit. Where can I get those tickets at? Sure, you can uh, come to Michigan. MichiganGT.com, and you can handle everything through the web cart right on that site. Um, you can also find more information out about uh, getting updates on the event and stuff like that if you just uh, find us on Facebook at MichiganGT. And uh, I'm, I'm always wondering, I'm always curious: is uh, fully painted required on this on this little guy? It's point? for closers. <laughs> fully painted is for closers, and you got to be a closer to come. Oh, I love it. They'll stop you at the door. They'll slap your army out of your hand if they see plastic. I've seen them do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, we do require fully painted. Um, it's. I have a very strong opinion about that. It's just, it makes the event so much more immersive when you have you have your own painted army and you're going against someone else with a painted army. It, it makes a huge, huge difference as far as the, the experience of the event. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're all going to have some sort of... Uh, um, best painted or anything like that that people can look forward to if they want to bring their yeah. display boards or anything? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll be giving out some awards and stuff like that. Um, 
we won't be doing awards based on winning or losing games. Um, everything else, it'll be based on, you know, if your fellow generals like you, uh, if they like your paint job. Uh, there might be some, you know, if you some other little doodads in games that you might be able to do to win prizes. I haven't totally worked that out yet, but I do know for a fact it's not going to be based on wrecking phase. Nice, nice. That seems like the standard, man. Like there's there's a beautiful beautiful standard going across the uh, the land right now with that I've noticed that other uh, other countries don't do so much like the display boards and stuff like that or but you know the, I, I'm I'm very happy to be in the the game community right now where you know uh, display boards and being a cool dude are rewarded instead of uh, wrecking somebody's face and <laughs> destroying their army on the table. I love it, man. I'm so glad oh, that you're following well, up with that. Absolutely. Sure, you know, then isn't that kind of what playing Horse Heresy is all about? You know, I mean, most of us are playing this because we, you know, we were tired of the meta that was going on in 40K prior to this. So, you know, we've come to this because we like themes, you know, we like stories, and that's what we're doing. We're building a story and building a theme and having fun while doing it. I love it, man. I love it. Well, uh, so you heard it, guys. Go check out Michigan GT. Uh, I believe it was like around episode 30 or so where Ryan got back from the Michigan GT and he had a recap of going over recap Michigan GT. So if you go back, you will actually see on one of our episodes where Ryan actually talked about going to Michigan GT and how badass of a time he had hanging out with Jeff. And uh, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great time and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the pictures that come out of that, come out of that area. And so... And I think we had kind of mentioned a lot of the uh, closer cities. I know that uh, what how far of drive is Toronto? Like four hours. So if you're in that Toronto area, like even Ottawa, I know there's an Ottawa horse heresy group. Just do yourself a favor and get a passport and come on down. Come on down to America and come give the Michigan GT a try. You'll see some sweet, sweet armies and play some sweet, sweet horse heresy games. And yeah, def- yeah, it'll be a good time. Uba Gugu, whatever that Uba 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 Bundus. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think next year I'm just going to name the planet Paget. <laughs> you got to capture Paget. <laughs> yep. And well, uh, yeah, Scott came last year with Kimmel as well, and uh, yeah, we had a good time. Oh, we should have had Scott on here so he could tell how great of a time he had. So, anyway, man, Jeff, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you. Uh, uh, I guess. Uh, selling your event to everybody I'm, I'm pretty sure that people are gonna have a good time i appreciate all the effort you're putting into making it a kick-ass event just from talking to you for a little bit i can already tell you're pretty passionate about making this one of the best events you can and then uh sounds like you got a great group of guys you're running with oh thanks Monty. i appreciate the time absolutely so uh next up i'm gonna go ahead and uh we're gonna hear about a little event called texacon so y'all hang out for a second and we'll go ahead and get mr lucas in here and welcome back, everybody. So you just listened to Mr. Jeff Crowley talk about the Michigan GT. Now I have another badass event coming up that needs to be discussed. Coming from the Lone Star Legion, we got Mr. Lucas on the line. What's going on, Lucas? What's up, man? So, Lucas, so word on the street is there's an event coming up near, what's it, like near Dallas? But what's what's the actual I know Dallas like has all these like weird little towns around it. Like, what's the actual town it's in? Yeah, it's uh it's called Hearst, Texas. It's like 
It's like 10 minutes, or, well, it's like 10 minutes from the airport. It's probably like 30 minutes uh, west of Dallas, like downtown Dallas. So it's in between Dallas and Fort Worth, if you're familiar with the Metroplex. And this little event is going to be Texacon, right? Yeah. So there's other stuff going on, too, but we're running the 30K events there. What day is Texacon going down? July 7th, 8th, and 9th, 2017. So, like, is Texacon, I'm guessing, it sounds like a big-ass convention. Like, it doesn't really just, like, just sound like a normal, like, just horse heresy event. Like, it looks like, it sounds like you're going to be be able to get, like, uh, Jason David Frank's autograph there and shit like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not quite, but it is a it is a pretty big event. Like, like uh, it's a lot of RPGs and stuff, and they're just now branching out to miniature wargaming. Like, they've never run 30K or 40K there. They've run War Machine, I think, what? and X-Wing. Okay. But they've never run 30K or 40K there. And so we got approached by one of the guys who runs the lo- one of the local stores got approached to do the 40K. And he approached us to do the 30K because he's not as like big into that. He's more into 40K. Powerful, powerful Lone Star Legion. How many how many spots do y'all have open for the 30K event? 30. 30 spots. Do you know about how many? Because ticket registration is already open, right? Tickets are, Ticket registration has been open for a while. Uh, they opened it super early. It's been open for like two or three months now. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, it was open real early. We just got added to the... Uh, like the badges, not that long ago, like probably a couple weeks ago, but they've had they've had the tickets open for a while. They have Infinity Bolt action as well. Like they got a bunch of stuff. That's they're super. really branching out this year. Dang, dude! The only only one game matters though. That's gonna be the, right. the horse heresy track. So tell me, man. So let's say I go pay my forty dollars for a horse heresy track to go to Texacon. I want to go get my. You know my my horse heresy on at this big massive event in Hearst. What am I going to see Friday, man? What's going down Friday? So on Friday we've got some like we're going to be doing small. G, some are going to be GM moderated. Some are going to be more standard where you have an opponent that you fight, but they're going to be small squad based games. So it's like an HQ that doesn't have Master of the Legion or orders the High Techno Arcana or anything like that. So more of like a second level hq like a centurion or a moritat or a chaplain or whatever and um one squad of dudes to go with them so like uh you know like a command squad or you could do what everybody else is going to do and do veterans yeah but for units that aren't um like that aren't standard like dudes that have jump packs or jet bikes or whatever. There's going to be some cool opportunities for those units to really shine over some more standard, like, so you can pick veterans or you can pick terminators or, uh, you know, those are going to be pretty common choices, but there's also going to be place for destroyers or jet bikes or assault Marines or something that has like, you know, an alternate way to move around or an alternate way to fight in combat the most the most common choices may not be the best. So those are going to be on Friday. There's uh, spots for 16 players to do that, and then we're going to have some open tables to do some other missions that you could. We can do whatever, whatever you want. We could do more of 300 points, which is the small format missions, or we could do 2,500 points on that Friday. More open. That's fucking cool, dude. And so, will all that affect uh, Saturday's gaming? Absolutely. That's going to be where you really find out 
the intelligence that you need to bring... The loyalists are going to find out the intelligence they need to bring the traitors to battle. No shit. That's pretty cool, man. That sounds like a good time. And then what's going on Sunday? So on Sunday... On Saturday or on Sunday? Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Because it sounds like basically Friday is going to be like a bunch of like tactical strike stuff that's going to get you intel and stuff. Then it sounds like Saturday is going to be like a... Like a, just your your average heresy gaming day, like I'm guessing. What, yeah, they're gonna, it's points? gonna be pretty. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty standard. Twenty five hundred points. Uh, there's uh, there's gonna be custom missions based on the you know based on the terrain and the narrative and everything, but it's gonna be what you would come to expect out of a normal narrative event. Like, dope. And then what's happening on Sunday? So Sunday is a three thousand point mega battle. So it's three thousand points per player. Uh, we're going to push a bunch of tables together and do like some big battles. And then uh, those are going to be no single wound models allowed. Your 3,000 nice. points. Keep it running. Those vehicles it running and like super elite stuff only. Where we don't have, yeah, we don't have a bunch of dudes trying to move 50 man militia squads around and keep them two <laughs> inches apart so that he doesn't get hit by templates. Jack. We're going to keep it moving. <laughs> and. Uh, Beside, alongside, there's going to be 16 spots for that, and then the other 16 are going to be for, or 15 and 15, sorry. The other 15 are going to be for uh, more of the small style battles that are, that are going to go alongside the mega battle. Some of them may be even on the same table with the mega battle, and they're you know not going to be able to be targeted independently or anything like that, but they're going to be teams on each side are going to be fighting to do things like bring down a shield generator or bring stuff you know, bring like a defense platform online that they can use to tar- that they can use in the mega battle to target enemy super heavies or titans or whatever. Oh, I love that, dude. I love when like little games affect the big mega battle going on, especially like, especially I- from you guys or the Lone Star Legion. You got like yourself. You got like John Stanford. You got you know John Christensen. Like you got everybody that can just like yeah. manipulate and like make great things happen and make they're they're so like involved in the narrative like oh yeah it's gonna be so john stanford's a real driving force behind our you know behind our events he's like i would consider him the founder of our lone star legion and you know he's he's powerful he got a lot of tables got a lot of ideas his missions are always great so we're working with him to definitely to bring this event to put this event on he's he's the he's the brain the brain trust behind the uh the powerful powerful right asteroid table that we always talk about <laughs> yeah basically uh i'm just his uh i'm just his peon <laughs> doing i do it Love. so he um yeah this is his whole idea i like the uh uh what do you call it the because from what i've been hearing from you guys i mean this sounds like uh it's gonna be Pretty much, I, I want to say like the standard that's been set by the Horus Heresy, uh, the Horus Heresy group that it's going to be like a fully painted kind of thing, and it's not going to be a reward for being an ass kicker out there. It's going to be a reward for being like a cool dude. And... Absolutely, um, it is fully painted. There, that is the requirement. But the cool thing about this event is that all three days are you can do whichever one of the days you want. You don't have to do all three if you don't want to. It's for Forty dollars because we don't. It's forty dollars for all three because we don't really control that with the you know with the Texacon. You have a bat. It's basically just the same badge, so they don't have daily badges. So, 
but you don't have to play in all three days, so it's pretty cool for like a beginner, somebody who doesn't have a full Horus Heresy army painted, to participate in two out of the three days, all you have to have is 300 points of dudes. Like, one dude and one squad. 300 so, points of like the tactical like strike kind of version. That's crazy, yeah. man. That's super cool. I might paint up a 300-point list just to take over there. Like, 300 points yeah, of you something can play that whatever you never you expect you are, Michael to play. Yeah. You're going to have to play Loyalist or Traitor. Uh, all three if you participate in all three days but you don't have to play the same uh like faction you don't have to play the same legion huh i might you don't even have to play in the black card one either might take 300 points of my uh my sand my sand people my talarn looking dudes just a whole bunch of 300 points worth of uh uh Oh, why can't I remember their name? Not Astro Militaire and my militia. If I can take 300 points yeah. of militia. Now, the thing is, it is uh, going to be single. Um, like, you're going to have a single troop, elite, or fast attack unit in a single HQ. So it can only be like one dude? One dude? No, per, no, oh, no, no, no. A unit. And they all operate separately? A right? unit. Like... No, we're not playing by tactical strike rules. Oh, shit. But it's a similar style game, so they're not going to operate separately or anything like that. Obviously, your character can join and leave as he wants, but it's going to be fast. It's going to be fast-paced. There's not going to be a lot of, like, where you got to move each individual guy and shoot each individual guy. It's going to be designed with that in mind. Fucking bad A, dude. So, for everybody going out there uh, that's coming in, are display boards welcome? Will there be will there will there be a uh, a painting prize or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a prize for best painted. Um, where the idea has been tossed around to give a bonus for people who go above and beyond. Oh, so, <laughs> so if you're planning, there's going to be a uh, yeah. There's going to be a. There's going to be a full like event pack come out soon. Uh, we have like a event primer that kind of gives you like all of the restrictions for the three for the three day events. Those are found on the event page. The link to that is found on the event page. So that gives you like the painting requirement, exactly what you need for the. Uh, it's called Blackguard One. Those are our tactical strike events. That's the name that we've given it. So for the Blackguard one event, it's exactly the restrictions on what you can bring. Since that's nowhere near the standard format, so there's going to be restrictions there. The restrictions for the twenty five hundred points and the restrictions for the mega battle; those are all there. I love it. it sounds awesome, man. I'm looking forward to going. I am totally looking forward to being there. And from what I understand, it looks like Mister Pretty is going to be going with me as well. Yep. So. I think he said uh, Jay. Jay's coming too. What? Yeah, it's gonna That's be a dope ass time. Said. What's uh? You know? Do you know the drinking policy of Texcon? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm sure we'll I figure don't. it out. We'll find out the hard way. If we're getting escorted out. We'll know. <laughs> we'll be right there with you. So 
<laughs> we'll be drinking mimosas, bro. Yeah, we'll just we'll just find another venue real quick. <laughs> Our own venue out. with with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out, guys. Texicon. That's what July July seventh through the ninth. Seventh through the ninth in Hearst, Texas. Go check these guys out. The Lone Star Legion guys, all super awesome dudes. Love them, man. I think the last event that I went to with you guys was fucking stellar. That was ran by you guys, so I'm definitely looking forward to see how this game, this event goes down. So I appreciate you coming on, Lucas. Appreciate you shouting out your event, bro. No problem, dude. We'd love to see as many people as we can out there. Like I said, it's got a 30-man cap, and we've already got a couple sign-ups. So we expect that to kind of you know get more sign-ups the closer it gets to the event. Um, there is a... You can get your badge when you get there. There is a walk-up option. It's no more expensive, but it may be sold out. Don't be too late, guys. Don't fall into the trap. Make sure you get your badge early. Get it. Get it. We've got the link to. We got the link to the badge and the link. The link to the uh, the event primer and all that stuff on the event page. So if you go to our yeah. So if you go to our Facebook page, so facebook.com slash Lone Star Legion 30K is the URL. Our, the event page is located there. Um, it has a long URL that I'm not going to read. I'm sure you'll link it. Just look out for that sweet, sweet Kurt Metz art. Look at that. Dang. That sweet Yeah, we have had design. some cool art that we have made up. You'll see that on some stuff at the event for sure. Maybe some goodies that we're going to give out. Love it, man. Love it. Y'all are doing so much. So, sounds good, man. Appreciate having you on. We're gonna close this out and let uh let everybody get to their driving. We'll go ahead and put some put some music on for you fellas. Sounds good. So, Thanks for having me on, and we'll hope to see y'all there. Y'all have a good one, guys.